Welcome to Guarding the Well podcast. This is episode number 10, uh, where our aim is to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus. And can't believe it's episode 10 already. Um, this is something that the Lord has put on my heart to do this podcast for a little while, and uh, I'm thankful that I, I've done it. I've actually been enjoying uh, doing these podcasts uh, more than I thought I would, and hopefully uh, it has been a blessing to you, but um, I'm really surprised that we're at episode 10 already. Um, and we really do want to help you have a healthier walk with the Lord, and that is our aim uh, here at Guarding the Well. And Maybe you're just joining us and you're like, what does the name mean, guarding the well? Well, uh, it comes from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, where Solomon tells us, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. And we talk more about that in episode two, but everything that we do, everything that we are, comes from our heart. Uh, our heart is the center of, of us. It is what makes us us. It, it, it's who we are. And um, scripture paints this clear picture uh, that... You know, whatever is in our heart is eventually going to come out of us, whether through word or through deed or actions, maybe thoughts. And uh, to guard our well, to guard our wellspring, the source of water, to use that picture, means to guard our heart. And uh, we take this podcast, we try to uh, talk about ways that uh, our heart gets attacked, uh, gets polluted by the things of the world, and what we can do to guard against it so that we can have a healthier walk with uh, Jesus. And so hopefully uh, this has been beneficial to you. And hey, if it has been beneficial to you, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you could uh, leave a comment uh to one of the podcasts. We'll see it. Uh, if you could like the podcast, uh, the episode, uh, that would be uh, a huge uh, a blessing to us, benefit uh, to us. Uh, you could subscribe. Uh, that would be amazing as well. That would help us get uh, this podcast out to more uh, people. If you could subscribe or follow or however uh, your podcasting uh, site works with that, that would be an incredible uh, blessing to us. If you could share the podcast with your friends and family, invite them to uh, take a listen, uh, we would love that. That would be an incredible um that would be a blessing for us. And if you want to connect with us, the best way to do that, uh, you can find this on Facebook, Guarding the Well. Same name as the podcast. Uh, you can find us on there. And uh, we uh, try to post uh, different things throughout the week. Uh, the, the podcast episodes come out every Wednesday. Uh, they get on there as well. And we kind of just try to post things to help you in your walk with the Lord. And we would love to hear from you. If you'd like that page, you can leave us a comment, send us a message, uh, whatever your heart desires. And hopefully uh, we'll hear from you soon. Uh, hopefully you can like and subscribe for us. Uh, but hey, Episode 10. So what are we going to do for episode 10? Well, we're going to uh, start a two-part uh, mini-episode, mini-series, if you would, however you want to uh, call that. We're going to take episode number 10 and next week's episode, episode 11, and we're going to talk about something that is really, really important, and that is worship. And so we're going to take a look at worship because worship is one of those things that guards our heart. It is something that, I don't know, it, it's, it's one of those things that always, it, it puts up, I, I guess I'll use the word shield, I don't know if it's the best word, but a shield around our heart, it really helps us to guard our heart in the difficult times that we go through in life. It, 
worship enables us to guard our heart when when those things of the world that are really trying to pollute our heart. And and here's the deal. It's been a rough year. 2020 has been a rough year. I know we're coming in on the close of the year, and we could look at that one of two ways. Thankful that the year is coming to a close or worried as to what a new year is going to bring in light of this last year. Uh, But this last year has been really, really rough, mainly, mostly for most people because of everything that has taken place because of COVID. And there's so many different sides on COVID and everything along those lines. I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to say COVID has really been disruptive uh, to us as a people, as a nation, as a world, uh, no matter where you stand on the different sides of that. But COVID has been really difficult. But not only that, in light of COVID and just in light of normal day-to-day life, um, I know I've seen and have talked with people over the year about relationships, um, you know, just struggling um, I know there's been a lot of people that I know that they've, they've lost their jobs um, because of COVID and some not because of COVID. They're, they're, they're just going through a lot of difficult uh, relational or uh, job issues. I know a lot of people as a pastor, I, I constantly hear people and their uh, things that are going on with their health. It's been a really really difficult year for people in in many, many, many ways. A lot of people have had to make uh, life-changing decisions uh, in light of COVID. Um, You know, even for my family and I, my son stopped walking uh, this year. Uh, Once COVID hit, he, you know, right around when COVID started happening, uh, my son really started staying in his wheelchair a lot more. And so now as we're ending the year, uh, my son can stand uh, for about, if it's a good day, he can stand for about 20 seconds and hold himself up for about 20 seconds on a good day. Uh, But it's not always good days. And so it's been a really difficult year uh, for so many people in so many different ways. And seasons like this, and I always try to use that word seasons because they are. They're seasons. They're not always, it's not the way life is always going to be for, for the future. It's going to be a season. But the problem is these types of seasons really weigh on us. These seasons wear us down. Um, you know, COVID has worn people down. They've gained weight. They've become more depressed, a, a lot of them, because of the isolation and the fear. Um, but these types of seasons where we have all these difficulties and these trials uh, going on, they pollute our hearts. Because what starts to happen is we have so many thoughts racing through our minds, so many thoughts racing through our heart, and then we're trying to just find answers. And so what we do is we we hear all these the voices from the world, and, and I think we, we talked about that a couple of weeks back, but... Um, There's so much going on that's starting to feed our heart and feed our mind because we have so many questions um, and our hearts get polluted. And that's that's not good um, because when our hearts get polluted, then our words and our actions are going to be tainted. They're going to be polluted. And a lot of times that means we're going to be falling away from Jesus that very easily we could get pulled away from Christ. And as we come to the end of this year, 2020, let me ask you this, just to get you thinking a little bit. Um, 
Is your walk with Jesus closer at the end of this calendar year than it was at the start? And if you say no, just relax. You're not the only one. I would just encourage you to ask why that is. And one of the reasons may be because this year has been so taxing that it's worn you down. But I have good news for you. Worship is something that can help you get back on track. Worship is something that will guard your heart. Worship is something that will help you get back into a right, healthier relationship with Jesus Christ and be walking with him more and more as you enter into a new year and through the new year. And that's how we do that. How we weather the storms, how we weather these seasons is we worship. And we're going to take you know, the rest of this episode and next week's episode and talk about this. Worship is an amazing thing. And when I think of worship, I always think of Acts chapter 16. And you could read this later. We're not going to read that uh, this morning. I'll just mention it a little bit. But in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, uh, they get arrested and then they, they end up being in prison. Uh, Paul and Silas, they're out preaching the gospel, and there's this, this girl who uh, is possessed by a demon, and, and, they, and she just follows them for a couple days saying things. And finally, Paul, I can't wait to meet Paul, but Paul, he just gets frustrated with her, and he finally gets to the point where, where Scripture says that he's troubled by her. I think they use the word trouble instead of annoyed, but I could be wrong. Um, that he turns around and he casts this demon out of this girl. Well, the owners of this girl, I guess she is some type of, of slave or servant, uh, they freak out because their money-making machine, to use that language, has now been destroyed. And so they take Paul to the magistrate, and Paul and Silas, they both get beaten and thrown into jail for the night. Like, what a day. Like, you're preaching the gospel, and you cast a demon out of a girl, and you think, well, that's that's great stuff. And your day ends by you getting beaten and thrown into jail. And what I love about this, this story, this event, is in uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 20, uh, 25, we read that, that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And then verse 26 says, Suddenly there's a such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. And I love that. And what I love is that Paul and Silas are worshiping God. In the midst of the day that they just had, that had them ended getting beaten, uh, and thrown in the prison. It's midnight. They're chained to each other, chained to other prisoners, maybe even chained to a guard, and it is a disgusting environment uh, because prison back then is not like it is now, and I'm not saying prison is a great thing now either, but they are singing and praying to God. They are worshiping. They're literally having a worship concert, the best way I could describe it. And because of their worship, God does an amazing thing, and he has an earthquake come, and all the chains loose, and all the, the prison doors fly open because of this earthquake. And what happens, and you can read this later on, is that the jailer, uh, he was going to commit suicide because if any of the prisoners escaped, you know, he would be put to death for, you know, not doing his job. And Paul yells out, hey, no, don't do it. We're all here. 
And the event ends by that jailer and his family coming to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. It's an amazing thing, and it all took place. It all happened because Paul and Silas were worshiping in the midst of their storm. They were worshiping in the midst of their pain. And so here's the question. What is worship? Worship is one of those words that we always, when someone says worship, we think of singing, and that's it. Now, don't get me wrong. Singing is a big part of worship, but that's not all worship is. You see, worship, the word, the word worship, literally means to give worth back to. That's what it means, to give worth back to. And so worshiping God means to give worth back to him. And I always think back to Genesis chapter 21, Abraham and Isaac. And Abraham, if you don't know the story, um, you'll have to read it in Scripture because there's a lot to it. But Abraham, you know, he's about 100 years old, and God said he was going to have a son, and he hasn't had a son yet. And finally, uh, when Abraham is like 100, his wife Sarah has a, a baby boy, and his name is Isaac. And he is the promised son that God had promised Abraham. And it gets to the point one day where God goes, Abraham, I want you to take Isaac, and I want you to sacrifice him to me. Now, God didn't really want him to sacrifice Isaac, but God was testing him. God was seeing if Abraham loved God more than anyone else. And so Abraham does what God asks. He takes him up on the, on the mountain, uh, ties Ab- uh, Isaac up, rather, and gets ready to sacrifice him, and the Lord stops him. Now, the Lord was going to do that the whole time because God doesn't want us to sacrifice children. But God was putting a test out there, and that was an act of worship from Abraham. It was Abraham going, Lord, you are worthy to me. You are more worthy to me than anybody else or anything else. And so I'm going to give back to you all the worth that I can, even if that means taking that which I love the most and giving back to you in the manner that you have prescribed to me. And what, is, what takes place in our lives is you and I, we worship, we give worth back to that which we glorify. And that word glorify uh, means a weightiness to it, what is of first importance to us. And so we worship or we give worth back to that which we find important to us. Because here's the thing you and I, we have to understand when it comes to our worship. You and I are always worshiping. We're always worshiping. The question is not if we worship, because a lot of uh, people who follow Jesus think they only worship God when they're at a church service, and that's not true. Worship is always being done by us, because we are created to worship. And so the question is not if we are worshiping, the question is who or what are we worshiping? Who or what are we giving worth back to? Who are you giving worth back to right now in your life? What are you giving worth back to in your life? Now, we're able to give worth back to other people. I can give worth to my wife. I can give worth back to my kids and worship them in in that manner, in in that, that idea of giving worth back to them. But that worship, that giving of worth to my wife or to my kids or maybe even to my church or another family member is all fine and good as long as it is not 
taking the place of Jesus in our lives, that we need to be giving our worth back to Jesus first and foremost as we worship him. And a lot of times our worship of Christ is going to be seen in uh, treating other people the, the way that we ought to be treating them. But here's the thing you also have to understand about worship. Worship is not just giving worth back to God. True worship costs us something. And we struggle with that. Because we don't want to give up that which is important to us, that which costs us something. One of the best examples of this in Scripture is King David. King David, he was going to buy a field and build an altar and make sacrifices to the Lord. And he went to the man, and the the man that owned the field, and he said, hey, I want to buy this field so that I could build an altar to the Lord and make sacrifices to him here and worship him here. And the owner of the field, he goes, well, my Lord, you know, you're the king. I will give you this field. He goes, you don't have to buy it. And David's like, no, I am not going to worship my God with something that doesn't cost me anything. And so David worships the Lord. He purchases this land so that he could worship the Lord on it. His worship cost him something. And far too often, we try to worship God in a way that doesn't cost us anything. That if it doesn't take us out of our comfort zone, if it doesn't take anything out of our pockets, if it doesn't take anything out of our calendar, that's when we'll give it to the Lord. Well, that's not necessary worship. Worship is something that costs us something. Just like it did with David. Just like it did with Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. And so you may be thinking, well, why do we do this? Why should we worship the Lord? Well, quite simple. It refocuses on us on Him. See, when we go through seasons like many of us have been for the last couple of months, uh, a lot of people will say 2020, we lose sight of the Lord. Our hearts and our minds get filled with all the troubles that we see, all the difficulties that we're going through. Uh, We get so focused in on all the questions and the hardships that are going on in our lives. Worship refocuses us on Jesus. Worship centers us back on the God that has created us and the God that loves us. So it's like Paul and Silas. You know, they're sitting in jail, and they could have been sitting in jail having a pity party for them going, man, all we did was preach Jesus and he, take a demon out of a girl, and what happened to us? We got beaten and we got thrown into jail. Like, woe is me. I heard a pastor years ago, and God used this really to speak into my life at the time, but the pastor said the only party God won't go to is a pity party. And like that really spoke to me. When we worship, when you worship the Lord, it refocuses on us on Him. It centers us on Him like it did with Paul and Silas. Because we start to realize who God is, that He is bigger than the difficulties that we're walking through. And that we're able to worship Him in the midst of the pain, in the midst of the, the sorrow or the confusion or whatever the case may be. We're able to worship Him. And when we worship Him, In the midst of all of that, what happens is our heart 
it gets protected. Not only that, as we worship the Lord, it starts to take the pollution out of our heart. When we worship the Lord, it starts to take away some of the hatred or the bitterness or the worry or the stress that is in our heart that is polluting our heart because that's what Jesus does. So how's your worship in this season of your life? Who are you worshiping? Have you stopped worshiping the Lord? Who is it that you're worshiping? Who is it that you're giving your worth back to? Next week, we're going to talk more about worship, and I really hope you'll join us next week. And uh, as we put these two episodes together, uh, I really do believe that it will be a blessing to you. And so I'd encourage you this day to spend some time in worship of the Lord. Now, that may be just reading Scripture or prayer or singing, whatever the case may be. But I encourage you to give worth back to God in some way today, even if it costs you something. Because when you do that, you're guarding your heart. You're guarding your heart from the pollutions of this world that are trying to taint you and to pull you away from Jesus. So we really do hope that you are well and that you are going to worship the Lord today. If there's anything we could do for you, just let us know. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we pray that uh, God would bless you this day. You take care.